0: Hey, welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita podcast. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan and my friend Goku Priya. We are in India. We are on pilgrimage. Um, and Russell. And we're studying the Bhagavad Gita together. So today we will start with ta- or chapter three, text um 16. Right? Okay, text 16. So we're still talking about sacrifices.
1: Yes. So, text 16. We discussed it previously, and that marks the end of the section, and we move to 17. But while well, this is a different section, the same theme. Yes, to Atmardire vasyaat, Atmatruptaschamana vaha, Atmannevachantushtas, tasya karyam
0: But for one who takes pleasure in the self, whose human life is one of self-realization, and who is satisfied in the self only, fully satiated, for him there is no duty.
1: So, in this particular section now, Krishna is beginning to talk about another level. We've been discussing broadly the subject of how Arjuna should Uh, what Arjuna should do and more fundamentally on what basis he should decide what to do. So in deciding that basis, he has explored, uh, Krishna has analyzed various levels. As a part of those levels, now Krishna is going to speak about those who are at the level of renunciation so if we consider what krishna has talked about krishna has expanded the idea of action and renunciation which were arjuna's two options krishna has said that there could be various kinds of actions there could be selfish action, there could be selfless action and there could be immature or premature renunciation and there could be mature renunciation. So now among these various things, what Krishna is focusing on is, as far as selfless action is concerned, that is Karma Yoga. So Karma Yoga is something which Krishna will talk about a little later. Overall Krishna's emphasis is on that Arjuna should act. This is what he's is recommending. And that onus, that impetus for action, that can be given at various levels. So when we say selfish action, the word selfish has a negative connotation. But what in the Gita's context it means is materially motivated action. That one is motivated by desires for material pleasure or material well being. So, now within those, there could be multiple levels. There could be material pleasure in the next world. That uh, by doing one's duty, one propitiates the Gods and one attains the, the heavens where one can enjoy. And it could also be material welfare in this world. So Krishna has earlier talked about 231 to 37 as material wealth, material pleasure in the next world, Rajuna will get. Now, here in the previous section, 39 to 16, Krishna has talked about how material welfare in this world also depends on. Once harmonious functioning here. So when he talks about this, the key principle overall is that things are moving forward in terms of Arjuna doing, Arjuna being acting. But now Arjuna might say that, okay, but I'm not materially motivated at all. So If I'm at the level of this mature renunciation, then can I give up work? And Krishna will tell him, okay, if you are at that level, then anyway, you won't get entangled in the world. Even if you work or you don't work. Because there are no attachments, so there's no entanglement. And therefore, there is no harm in working. And therefore, it's better for you to work. That will be what the theme in the next section will be so in one sense Krishna deploys multiple forms of reasoning to bring Arjuna to the same conclusion So, specifically with respect to this particular transition that is happening Krishna is basically considering Arjuna are you at this level then you should fight yeah. you, you, you might have remembered we discussed this earlier diagram of if some target is to be hit that target could be hit straight from the front and that indicate that archer is a good archer but a really great archer could hit the same target from multiple sides and if the target the target would be hit from multiple sides that indicate that archer is really a great archer so Krishna these multiple directions are multiple levels so the target is act or rather fight. Krishna wants Arjuna to fight and there will levels of consciousness which correspond to levels of um, correspond to various levels at which Arjuna can function. So if Arjuna cares for fame in this world then Arjuna should fight. So, that we could say is the Karmakanda level. Fame in this world and heaven in the next. Mm-hmm. Arjuna should fight. But, if Arjuna is concerned about order and welfare in the world, then also he should fight. Because if we consider from Arjuna's perspective, he's not fighting would not change the course of events substantially. All that would it would do, if Arjuna did not fight the war, is that his side would be weaker. It is unlikely that because he decided to stop fighting, everybody on his side would decide to stop fighting. Certainly Bhima would not agree to stop fighting, just because Arjuna stopped. So the war would go on and without Arjuna, the Pandavas would actually suffer more casualties the Arjuna was was a winning component for them and without Arjuna they would suffer much more. So even for maintaining order in the world, Arjuna needs to fight. But the Gita is not just focusing on those immediate circumstances in terms of, oh Arjuna, if you don't fight this war things will go wrong. Krishna is talking about how everybody faces difficult duties in their lives. That means If we are moving forward, then we all face barriers of some kind or the other. And the barriers are formidable. And at that time, the question comes up, why should I even continue? So at that time, the motivation, the purpose that is driving us, only if that is big enough, we really think what we are doing is worthwhile. The driving purpose that's what will help us power through the barrier when we face it. So, this section will be talking about how Arjuna has a responsibility, and as a part of that responsibility, he needs to function harmoniously. So, when we talk about the idea of sacrifice, Krishna is specifically. Starting the idea of sacrifice from, say, the level of fire sacrifice, which Arjuna knows is sacred. And Krishna will expand the purview of sacrifice to include many other things. How oh, sacrifice can be performed in multiple ways. Now that he will come to soon. But at this stage, he is talking about kras- mm-hmm. sacrifice. Sacrifice a means by which one participates. In cosmic harmony or maintains the harmony of the cosmos. That's the essential point of sacrifice. So now if we consider if we consider sacrifice to be like sacrifices to be like taxes. Now why one is paying taxes can be for various reasons. One could be paying taxes, like I discussed, just so that. One does not get caught, get in trouble with the law. That could be because of fear. I don't want the law to prosecute me. Mm-hmm. Or even if they don't prosecute me, at least they should not persecute me. They're doing this, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody might do it out of desire also. That, okay, if I'm honest, I'm upstanding, then maybe the government will reward me. Somebody might think of it as duty. That okay, I'm part, I'm part, I'm in this country, and I am a citizen, so I have to pay my taxes. Now, normally, nobody pays taxes out of law, so there we could say the metaphor is not exactly applicable. But if you had a very inspiring leader for a country. And people felt that this leader really wants the good of humanity, the good of the country. And people may contribute. just like when there are these presidential campaigns in America then, or in general political parties, they raise funds. So people believe in the party or in the candidate or the cause, and they contribute. So they are contributing for a higher cause, but it's not because they feel threatened that they have to contribute. They feel inspired to contribute. So there's fear, desire, duty, and love. So now the key point over here is what's exactly going on. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is telling Arjuna that your war that you're fighting, don't just see this in terms of your immediate perspective? There's something far bigger going on. And look at that perspective before you decide what you're going to do. Okay. So now Krishna is telling him that you need to do your part in maintaining the world order. So now the order could be at a level at a cosmic level, or it could be also at a national or state level. By state, I mean the local administrative level. So Krishna will now move on to the maintaining the order at the cosmic or the uh, from the cosmic level to even the state level how Arjuna needs to do his duty so that the order could be mani- maintained at the at the immediate level which is also a concern of Arjuna. So when uh, we approach the Bhagavad Gita from the bhakti perspective and then we talk about say service service is generally at the level of love and that's higher now, of course, you could say that somebody could be doing service because they are coerced into doing it. And you could, it is, at this level, if it's out of fear, generally it's called slavery. That means if uh, if I don't do this work, I'll be sure severely punished. So it could be that. It could be slavery. It could just be circumstantial necessity. So service itself does not necessarily have the consciousness of sacrifice within it. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be doing service. Somebody says, okay, I've served my country. I uh, What do you mean? Okay, I went and fought in so and so war for the country. Okay, you served your country. That's good. But uh, if there had been no salary being provided, would you have served? Well, most likely not. Maybe in a case of national emergency they might have, but otherwise they would not have. So service is, uh, it depends on in what context we are using the word service. Generally, if you use the word in bhakti context as devotional service, then generally it's out of, uh, it's not done with any material reciprocation. So generally in service at this level, there is some material reward. When it is done out of love, there is no material reward expected. Now, Krishna might give some material reward. That's a different thing. It's up to him. If he wants to give, he can give. But that's not the focus. So in this way, when when Krishna will introduce the concept of bhakti later, At that time, his focus is going to be more on the principle of loving service. But that service will be at the level of love. But here Krishna is talking more in terms of the immediate worldview for Arjuna and how within that immediate worldview also he needs to fight. Does this make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying that sacrifice is on that level of duty. So the intention... The way that the Bhagavad Gita is explaining it is that the intention behind sacrifice is out of duty. And then you have said before that the intention behind karma kanda is out of desire. So that's on that lower yeah. staircase.
1: Yeah. yeah. So That sacrifice is done more as a ritual without necessarily any awareness of how things work in the universe. So... Krishna is now talking about those people who have no desires so people who have who are spiritually evolved and then they are materially desireless so you cannot be desireless entirely but when they are materially desireless then they have no obligations but even such people who have no obligations, the argument that Krishna will make is, such people, he talks about their various characteristics. It makes no difference to them whether they work or not don't work. Because whether they are in the world or not in the world, because their consciousness is not in the world. So, and then he... Also, says that it makes no difference to them and they don't need anyone's. You could, if we are in a state, if some police, if some criminals come and try to attack us, then we need the protection of the police. So, but if somebody has transcended bodily consciousness, they just more or less renounce the world, then they don't, they are not really concerned about functioning in the world. So, We are all parts of some larger units bigger than ourselves. And from these units, we take something and then we are expected to give something. So Krishna is talking about that person, that person is not taking anything. Then, if that person is not taking anything, then they don't have to give, give back anything. But at that level, whether they are giving or not giving, it makes no difference to them. Mm -hmm. Why it makes no difference is because they are detached. Because they can function equally well while interacting with people and they can function equally well while they are alone and indifferent from society. And that's what Krishna will focus on. So he will turn that argument back to Arjuna and tell him that If you are at this level, then it doesn't really make any difference to you, whether you work or not, but it makes a lot of difference to the world. And therefore, it is better that you act.
0: So is he climbing up that staircase then? Fear, desire, duty? Is he climbing up as we go through?
1: No, no, no. This is the person outside that whole thing entirely. Right. Okay. So this is a person see we talked about action and, yeah, renunciation. and renunciation so this is a person who is at the level of mature renunciation
0: okay he did climb As up it about- front when he went from karma to to this when he went from desire to duty but now he's now he's talking about
1: mature desire okay are you talking about the Person or are you talking about Krishna himself? I'm talking about what because Krishna is talking
0: about as related to the person.
1: Okay. So technically speaking this person is out of this cycle entirely because this all this cycle of fear, desire, duty and love it is presumed the foundation that a person is acting. Mm-hmm. And why are they acting? But somebody is not acting at all then they're out of the system Mm? okay yeah but then if that that person comes back to the system again then that person will come they can call it the level of duty they could come at the level of love so but here their understanding of duty is different the duty is not that i need to do this but that others need examples of people who are acting responsibly. Sure. And for that person, I will do my responsibility. Yeah, that so makes a lot of sense. That's what we're talking about in the next verses over here. So, Naiva tasya naartho na artho krute neha kashchana sarva so, when the pre- previous one's Krishna said, for such people, there is no duty. That means the idea is those who are not taking anything from the world, they have no obligation to give anything back to the world. But such people who are on their own, although they are on their own, they can actually act meaningfully. Okay, let's look at read this translation.
0: A self realized man has no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duties, nor has he any reason not to perform such work, nor has he any need to depend on any other living being.
1: Because that person is indifferent to the worldliness, it doesn't really matter for that person whether they act or don't act. Therefore Krishna says, karyam <laughs> karma Therefore, without being
0: attached to the fruits of activities, one should act as a matter of duty. For by working without attachment, one attains the
1: Supreme. Yes. So, Paramahapnoti Here the idea is that by working One can progress toward spiritual perfection. So so now here Krishna is specifying that okay, you have detachment, but detachment could lead to renunciation of action, or it could be lead to renunciation in action means one acts in a an renounced mood, And so Krishna, Krishna is saying if you are detached, then stay detached. Asakta satatam. Stay constantly detached. But act from that level for the purpose of the welfare of the world. So, so that welfare of the world Krishna will talk about in the second part. But first part he will say is this will, one will be there. You will attain the supreme destination. And then the second he will talk about, you will set a set a good example for the world. That is the next point which he will talk about. So this is 319 right now. And 322 to 24. He will talk about the second aspect. Karyam Karma Samachara. So Arjuna, please act in this way. And by acting in this way, you will attain perfection you will progress towards a higher destination. So overall, you could say that rather than going up Krishna and encouraging Arjuna that even if you're at a higher level, you could act at a lower level. Even if you can in principle announce the world, better to not announce the world, better to act in the world and set an example. So, any reflections or questions at this point?
0: No, thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. that's good. So, let's summarize. So, we discussed three verses today. The first point we discussed was broadly about uh, we reviewed the review of levels, levels in the Gita and levels of seekers. And Krishna talks about how different people act at different levels. And then he talked about of a person who is actually attached. Person has detachment. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to go to a denunciation that actually before that, what detachment implies, that a person is not taking anything from the world. Therefore, they don't have to give anything to the world back. But if they're actually detached, then they can be in the world. Even if they're not taking anything, still they can be acting in the world. And they don't have to be acting for the sake of attachment. For the sake of gaining something in the world, but by such action, there could be worldly gain, or there could be there could be liberation. So, or there could be elevation and liberation. So, how that will happen, that will be discussed in the next words. In the last part is he's, he's just going to introduce the section now that. Even if somebody at the level of mature renunciation, their maturity can be seen. If renunciation can lead to their well, into personal welfare, they could get liberated by that. But they could also think of social welfare and manifest that renunciation through renunciation in action rather than of action. So this is what the Gita will recommend. And that reasoning will continue in the next verse. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.
0: Thank you.